0: Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube
1: and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here.
2: Hey guys, Ian Hume here.
1: Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch
2: Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV.
3: For all the latest Leicester City news and information.
2: You
1: can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on you foxes! Of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered Leicester City, our FA Cup winners at last, and our history makers at Wembley. A modern day
3: football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away, in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City.
1: Till I die TV. Mm. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we? I need to move him on the other side, don't I? How the devil are we all? What a night. What a night. Well, I'll tell you what, talk about taking it down to the final day. I do not believe, we, I don't believe it, that we are going to have so many things to watch on the final day. We don't know who's going to win the title, we don't know who's going to be in the Champions League, Europa League or the Conference League, and we don't know who's going to go down, it's <laughs> In one of those nights. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you so much for watching. And I've got to say, if you were one of the three and a half thousand that was watching the watch along, thank you so much. That was just unreal. Unreal. Um, I think you're mainly mainly Chelsea fans because it was all Chelsea, let's be honest with you. It was a bit like Raw's Drift. Uh, in the film Zulu and, uh, You can catch us on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube Please press that subscribe button As it says just there and uh, click the um, notification bell. We've got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, on Sunday, we have got a uh, Soccer Sunday special, and we've got Jerry Taggart coming up next week. And that will be a YouTube only show. So it won't be on Facebook and it won't be on Twitter. YouTube only show. Uh, Jerry Taggart giving us his thoughts on Leicester City's season. This is where you can watch and follow. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on
0: your favorite podcast platform or ask
1: your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. Good evening excited plays uh, or exalted plays sorry I should have gone to savers um Leicester got lucky i've come i't i have i not i can not argue with you um we were in it when we scored i think i can't say we didn't not we did not deserve it, but my God, yes, we were holding on. Um, can I just say that if anybody that lives in the Chelsea area hasn't got, you know, come home and found that they've got no kitchen sink, please get onto the Leicester coach because you'll think you'll find that it's probably the one on the back row there. That's what they were throwing at us, I'll tell you. And David says, Um, hello, Chris. Hope oh, you're well. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good game. Road, I look a bit. Road, I look a bit. A bit rode our luck a lot, mate, uh, but we played some aggressive football regardless. We tried, and I'm going to be honest with you here, Um, Chelsea didn't let us. Chelsea were all over us, i have got you. That was up there with the Liverpool game, when we won 1-0. And uh, that was a bit like Custer's last stand as well. Luca, how the devil are you, sir? Yes, it was a good point for us. I would have taken that at the start. Disappointed that uh, we went ahead, and then... You know we let them back into it but to be totally honest with you extremely bloody lucky that we got um that we got a point to be honest with you now a while ago you may remember me taking the piss out of a man united fan because he'd arranged to come on a quiz on the same day that his football team were playing now only man united fans really could do that and not know when their team is playing I mean, you would never, ever get a true loyal Leicester fan doing that, would you, Brad?
2: Sorry, technical issues. I don't hear that question, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I got so used to playing on a Thursday in your you know, for some 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 Arsenal fans after getting used to hearing that again next season, Um that I just assumed that we were playing last night. So when I organised doing my podcast that I've literally just come from, I was like, oh, what well, we, we are actually playing on a Thursday. It wasn't until who you'll be introducing next told me he couldn't be on to do it because of his team playing. that I checked the fixtures. and went, oh, bugger. I know what I've got on. I've committed to the day. So, yeah, I definitely didn't do that thinking that we were playing on a different day. I didn't get it confused at all. I did it for drama, mate, so, so I can show that this this show isn't, is like wrestling, isn't scripted. I'll tell you, uh, honestly,
1: that. I will love it if we beat them. Love it.
2: And you've got to <laughs> have that because
1: it's the only one that I've got loaded up. We got a 1-1 draw. We got a 1-1 draw. And the, uh, the, the gentleman that you mentioned uh, earlier, now, can I just say, and I have to do a warning here, um... There is a warning on all my shows that there may be some bad language and flashing lights. Tonight, there may be a bit more. I was glad of a 1-1. This gentleman... And I was watching both games, and I was getting half excited about both games. So I do have a, a liking for Burnley. Um, And he's not happy. we we just say, he's not happy. And it's going to go down to the last day of the season. Daniel... Turf Morehouse How <laughs> oh, the devil are you, sir? Dare I ask. No, obviously we can't been, ask how I've, it I've is. Been, hello, Earth Calling, I've, Daniel. I've been,
3: I've been better, Chris. Uh it it's yeah. Yeah. Just
1: like you said, though, um, and we're gonna talk about both games, it's just showing at the moment. I mean, you're seventeenth with thirty-five points. Leeds are 18th with 35 points. You're on minus 18 and at home in the next game. They're on minus 38 and away in the next game at Brentford, which isn't going to be easy. All you've got to do is match whatever Leeds do. And all you've got to do is... It's in your own hands. It is in your own hands. Leeds have got to hope that you cock up somehow. You just got to go out there and make sure you win. So, at least it's in your hands.
3: It is, but tonight was an absolute farce. Um, yeah. I mean, the only decision that the referee gave us was the penalty, and that was it. Everything else was was for a team in Claret and Blue. And we all know how much VAR and bullshit decisions are, uh, are loved at Villa Park. Um, I mean, it's all, it's them that's kept them in the division, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> so clearly they, they do love they clearly do yeah, love Gigi. the drama at Villa Park. Um, but yeah, it, it goes back to that old discussion that we've had numerous times about officials being fast tracked to the Premier League. Another referee, there's three or four referees retiring at the end of this year. Paul Tierney is another one. There's only one word. Well, there's a few words, a few one-word words I would use for him. But I'll try and use one that's not as harsh. And uh, you, you, it's something that happens if you were to touch a thorn bush. He's a prick. Right? He's a prick.
1: <laughs> um, do, I need to get, do I need to get a buzzer ready here? Right, hang on a second. Let me just work <laughs> out which one is going to be... Can we use that one for the buzzer? Right, carry on. So, as I was saying, yeah, I knew that was going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I, ju- I just think that, to be honest, Chris, we were... Bit, yeah, we were that. Uh, no, we weren't actually, though. We wasn't. We we set up the same ways we did against Spurs, where we was unfortunate in that game as well, because another game where VAR, you know, tongue-punched the arseholes of the top six. So... You know, it, it's it's gut-wrenching. I'd have took a point prior to kick-off, but the manner in which that game went about, uh, Villa's goal shouldn't have stood. There were a throw-in prior to it where it was a foul throw. I mean, he threw it correctly, but he had, he'd had only just approached the line, had one foot over the line, and his his other foot was still on the pitch. So it should have been pulled back for that. The goal itself, though, can't take anything away from it. It was a, was a good finish and a beautiful ball from John McGinn, but it should have been brought back prior to that. Vegos uh, had a missed opportunity, which Tyrone Mings, never thought I'd say this, probably had one of the best games I've ever seen him play. For a, for a bullying boxer of a defender, he actually had a solid a solid game. Um, but yeah, nothing against our performance. I thought we merited it. The sending off was bullshit. Um, sending off was absolute farcical. Matt lawton has got forward. Um, and he's not even come off two feet. He's not even come off two feet. He's won the ball, and then he's and then he's touched Callum Chambers. But that's because Chambers has got his leg out, um, and the ball's got to be there to be won. So at the end of the day, was I happy with the point prior to kick off? Of course I was. I was as happy as a pig in shit. But the manner of how the game's gone after after ninety minutes. Am I still happy with the point? Yes, but the manner of it, no. I'm fuming because we've now lost out. lost a defender to a red card, which won't never, get overturned. Won't get overturned that, by you? Sunday.
1: Would you? Would you never have guessed he was? We wasn't happy, would you, Brad?
2: No, I thought he was delighted with it. Myself, I've been reading the room all wrong. He sounded cheerful. He, he seems to love the referee. Seems to think the, the greatest officials in the world. And and uh, definite red card. I can't believe Dan saying all these things after that result. No, you no, know what, I'm
3: actually it. going to check it. I'm going to check something because somebody said, some, I'm going to check the Premier League website because somebody said to me that they think Altina is the referee for the Burnley-Newcastle game. Now, I've said it in my live stream. If he is, I will be down at Turf Moor prior to 4.00. I will put back my final, final day watch along. I'll make sure his cards are missing, his whistle is missing, his car keys, his kit... That bastard is going nowhere near to boy. He's not ruining the final day of the season, I will tell you Children, that for nothing. we do
1: not recommend that you do go down and do violence against any any match official. Oh, it won't be violence. Um, it won't be we'll violence. In, There'll just be a couple, a couple of... I'll play hard and seek with a few... And I'll have to mute him, otherwise we're not going to get a word in here, Brad, are we? <laughs>
2: oh, bless him. Bless his cotton yeah, socks. We'll, we'll come but back don't... on to... We will come back
1: onto Burnley later. Uh, in, in fairness, but um, I mean, less. Well, first of all, I suppose we should say well done to Everton. Uh, they they stayed no. up. Um, no. I, I don't know what what planet Everton fans are on because you know to to invade the pitch with two minutes to go. It's just you're asking for trouble. You know you've got the game delayed. You've given. The, you know, the opposition players are time to, you know, recuperate and recover. You were on the you know front foot at the time. And, you know, you got away with it. But it was seven minutes of extra time. We all know, as Leicester fans, what can happen there. But at the end of the day, we've been there with the great escape. We know what it's like, don't we, Brad? So, you know, well done, in fairness, to them for staying up. Now, our game, I mean, again, a bit like that, I'd have taken a point at the start. And then... You know, we went one nil up after six minutes. Um a, a, you know, Madison well took well taken goal. Um and then it kind of all ended up like you say, that like the you know that walks drift in the Zulu films. It was literally it was c they, they never I think Mendy, to be honest with you, I think Mendy got his, his deck chair out and his 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 picnic and his sandwiches. And was enjoying them, because he wasn't much
2: to do for most of that game. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it did become very typical of both Leicester's and Chelsea's season. You know, Leicester probably will well, they will definitely be the happy the side. I mean, we're now potentially looking at ending the season unbeaten in our last four games. That's something we didn't see when we were playing the likes of Everton twice and Newcastle and boring ourselves to death watching us take on Villa. So it'd be a nice way to go. It was seen as a free hit. Um, we didn't concede from the corner. Rudiger didn't score. So you know, happy days on that front. That's that's something I thought was a given. Uh, and then, like you say, it kind of just fell into into that. Oh well, the job's done. We don't we are not really we don't really need to win the game. Um, Chelsea don't really need to win the game. They don't benefit far too much from it. Nor do Leicester. We've already discussed this before, so I think Leicester are in prime position given who Wolves play on the last day of the season to finish as high as they can, which would be eighth. So why not take a share of the spoils? And it did seem to, from what I've been able to catch up with the second half of it, um, play out like that, yes, backed against the wall. But as you mentioned rightly with the Liverpool result that we got and um even though we found ourselves four 0 down the way we've tried to play against Man City at at, at the Etihad. It's not something that's uncommon to Leicester fans to to try and shore it up and soak it soak it out, is it? So
1: it reminded me very much of the you know, the Liverpool game, and I said this one was watching oh. it. The, the one just before Christmas, or just between Christmas and New Year, whenever it was, we they just really got us back in the Caribou Cup. We were ahead, and we threw it away. Went to penalties, and they won. And then in that second game, we we just. We 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 literally were just like you know we were there and I, I I've never seen because I didn't see that game but I've never seen sort of Leicester throw they were throwing themselves in front of everything to to sort of stop yeah. that um, and you know I mean you could you could argue and i have got to say well done to Chelsea you know they they did make us look you know second best in, and you could see there was a gulf between. You know the top four and, and maybe the rest, the, you know the chasing pack, um, but they were just coming on and on and on. A bit like, a bit like in Dan's game, the referee was was not sure what he was doing. Took him about five tackles to get uh, to get Canty booked. Um, but um, good evening. I don't know who you are, but good evening to you. You're not signed into Streamyard or put your name at the end, and I can give you a shout out. But I'm I'm not so bad, but. You know, I'd have taken that at the start, like you say, and we, you know, Wolves have got Liverpool. (laughs) They are away at Liverpool and, and you can't take anything for granted, but we're home at Southampton. So you would look at that, would you not, Brad, and think we could finish eighth. And let's be honest with you, if you, at the season we've had, if you can say, well, we're finishing eighth and we've had a European semi-final, that ain't been a bad season.
2: No, it's not. Uh, it certainly hasn't. I think, you know, it's, it's it's easy to look at it maybe from a neutral or if you're ever the pessimist as a fan and go, oh, yeah, well, but in August we didn't want that. We wanted six or it is a fair. Well, no, like like um, Rogers has actually said himself in, in press interviews, objectives change depending on the season, don't they? They, um... hey, I like the way you did that. I had to read that comment first all. what you're doing there. But now, you know, objectives change depending on what happens throughout the season. You know, Leicester would have had objectives, but because of the way results went, injuries, and and taking everything on board, the way it derailed Leicester's Leicester's season uh, 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 periods as well. It wasn't just like it derailed for a game or two. It was periods we were derailed that even Rogers said we had to revise them objectives. We had to bracket them objectives for like season objectives so you know we scored more goals last season we haven't been able to concede as little as last season but it's all about these perspectives and Leicester came into this and played it like that and it was just nice at the end of the day because like mm. I said you look at the perspective now you know obviously it, essentially it's still nothing to pay for you're probably talking an extra million and a half in terms of finances uh, you know on that aspect of this, but from from a fan's point of view you're yeah. looking at that and saying Okay, what are Leicester playing for? They're playing for eighth place. Okay, that's all I can get. You know, like you said, with Burnley being in the driver's seat in terms of the fact that that goal difference essentially puts them on thirty-eight for what it's worth, being twenty goals better off. You know, all they need to do is it's not even better. Leeds' result, do they? Because they could lose 3-0 if Leeds lose. Yeah. It does I'm
1: going to move on. I got what you meant yeah. about five minutes ago, Brad. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm just trying to get it all crammed in at once. See we're going on to come on to the Burnley game. Welcome along to Neil from the On the 90 LCFC site. Get over there, follow him on Twitter, and make sure you subscribe on Facebook. It is a great site. Did you watch the game, Neil?
0: I did, yes. Um, hence why I'm on here.
1: Yes, good, good. (laughs) Well, you know, not all Leicester fans watch the game, of course. But I'm not mentioning that again, Brad. I won't mention that again. But, uh, Neil, I mean, what were your thoughts on the game? I mean, it was literally, like I say, you know, I think think Leicester are leaving uh, London with about 25 kitchen sinks in the back of the bus, aren't we? Do you know what? We've not seen that a lot
0: this season, where we've actually put defence... Again, we did ride our luck at times, Chelsea Chelsea couldn't finish. However, credit to the team. We defended the majority of set pieces at a good level, which is a lot higher than it's been for a lot of the season. Um, mm. So, And going, the only, we sat in with something we've not done a lot this season. We've sat in, we've gone, right, we're going to try and make this hard for the opposition. Um, too many times, even a lower opposition, I remember playing at Burnley, I, 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 they went straight through the midfield and just carved us open. I remember Crystal Palace doing it a couple of times as well. So in terms of that, credit to us, we defended well. Um, Players like Daniel Lamarte didn't have his best game, but let's give him credit. He's playing out of position. He's playing on that left hand side with his right foot, so you have to give him a bit of credit. But for example, I think there was one point where he lost the ball. They they played it forward, and then he went back to go right. I'm going to go and make up for my mistake, and then gets the off Lukaku for 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 a corner. That's the kind of that kind of summed it up. Um, the effort was there, the intent was there. Um, from a defensive point, there's things to build on. My only concern, a little bit, is with with Luke Thomas. I mean, I I think the guy's got a great future at Leicester City, but he's just not kicked on to the level where I think he Brendan Rodgers and the team want him to be. If we want to challenge at those positions, he's a great player but I think he's just lacking confidence. I think if he goes to potentially a higher championship club, like um, Kiernan Duesbury Hall did, or even a lower Premier League club, because I genuinely think he is that decent, has a constant said, run of games. So. Would,
1: you, would you send him out on loan, say, for six months? and I'd say for even a year, even for like, like yeah. with Dewsbury Hall. Hmm. I mean, you know, we're saying about going to a, a championship club. That brings me on to, to Dan. Very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <mate. laughs> Sorry, I I've I, I put I've put a pound in for uh, for every time you swore before, Dan. I'm going to buy next door later. What is it, Paul Tierney at the, the weekend? Did you find out?
3: No, it's not, it's not said. Um, I've sent I've sent you a picture, Chris. Of I've sent it you through um, Twitter. In, on your inbox that the picture of the throwing prior to, to Aston Villa's goal. It's a foul throw. You only have to look at the picture. Look at that. I will bring
1: it, I will bring it up so we can all when you said oh a picture,
0: shit. I just thought it was going to be a middle finger after he made that championship comment. <laughs>
1: oh, oh. It's his profile picture <laughs> from fans. <Onlyfans. laughs>
3: <laughs> but not, not the, the throw-in price. As I said, their goal was fantastic. John McGinn played a Kevin De Bruyne-esque ball through to Wendia And Wendy hit it first time. It was a good goal. But this is the bullshit. This is the mediocrity that we are putting up with in terms of officiating in games. If I was to do anything as shit as Paul Tini did today, I would be sacked before we, my shift's even finished. But yet you get shit like that, it's a foul throw. You've got, a pe- you know, Ashley Barnes, who's apparently got his arm up and it's a penalty. And then there's a very similar incident in the same game, but that's not given. So there's no, you know, if one's going to get given, you've got to give the other. Um, there's just no, uh, as I said to Chris off camera, if, if you were wearing a claret and blue shirt and bent down to tie your shoelaces, you got a free kick today. The referee was a Villa fan. Honestly, I, I'm sure Portini sports leads. Honestly, I really do. The guy was an absolute disgrace. Every 50 50 went to Aston Villa. I, if I were Mark Jackson as an interim manager, I wouldn't hold back. If you know you're not going to get the job full time, I'd just go, you know what? So I did you're not going to ban me ahead of Sunday's game it's only 2 or 3 days away you, you, what you're going to do put some ramifications on me for next season when i'm just going to be sunning it up somewhere mm-hmm. it, it, it's an absolute farce absolute farce and um i, mean, if, I don't know what to, it, i really it, don't know right? what to say
2: yeah i was, I was just going to say We've we've mentioned it so much this season. It feels like it's draining the life out of all of us. But isn't that what clear and obvious is? Isn't that where VAR should step in and go, you've made a clear and obvious mistake. That is a clear and obvious foul throw. It should not have counted. What, what a perfect did. reason yeah. for it to be used. And, and it wasn't used. It just baffles me even more. And I do get you feeling very justified it's, in your it's vendetta. Every, it's it.
3: everything, Brad. There was the, they had three or four corners today that wasn't corners. But Paul Tini kept saying they were corners. And we all know VAR doesn't look at that stuff. Oh. Um, we've had a bullshit sending off when it definitely wasn't sending off. I'd love to find that I'd love to find the video of it. I'm sure Sky Sports will have retweeted it or something, but well, I, I, all we'll I can be on say Twitter. is that
1: Arsenal yeah. fans are liars because Anthony says here, I was watching Dan's stream, he was pulling his hair out. Now, I know you're lying because he's as bold <laughs> as a coot and he's got no hair to pull out whatsoever. So, I don't know, I, I don't I know do. what you were watching. Yeah, Maybe that's what, that's what it is. My mates channel. tell me,
3: my mates tell me I'm a hatfish.
1: <laughs> what? I'm a hatfish. Hat fish. Like, so like, his,
3: yeah, like, oh, he looks quite young, he looks, he looks, he looks all right. I take that off, and it's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, <laughs>
1: take that off. You look like um, you've done your face done with that new app. Um, I, if you, Isaac, Dan, if you, if you ever listen good to good Leicester evening, fans, day, whatever hmm. Everton fan, here I watched this channel after the game between us two the other week, always had a soft spot since uh the, the infamous Premier League winning season. Good. And like I said earlier, congratulations on Everton staying up. Uh, welcome along, Mike, as well. Nice to see you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Um, Brad, it is going to be an amazing last day of the season, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, you're hoping so, aren't we? Mm. Really. In terms of neutral excitement, I mean, you know, we, we've spent the last two years being involved in the last day, um, yeah, the last day drama, earlier So. It's kind of exciting to be able to sit there. I can get my beer out. I can put my feet up. I can sit back and go, ah, there's 30, 40, 30, 40 50, 60,000 nervous mm. fans. I don't know how that feels. Now it's your turn to suffer. But you're kind of hoping, aren't you? I mean, that they've made a bit of a mess of putting it all available on TV. I believe the Tottenham game isn't there. But I don't know what else is not available on telly. But apart from that side, it, this is, it's been a while coming, hasn't it? We haven't had this much drama towards a lot still on the line come the last day. I mean, yes, like I said, last season we were fighting it for fourth over fifth, and that was really it. The title was done, the relegation spots were done. You know, so it's been a while since we've had three or four things still up for grabs. Um, I mean, we could end the season, you know. We could end the season with Manchester United getting into the you know, Europa League Conference. Which, oh, I hope so. I yeah, hope
1: I mean, so, so much, you know. Yeah. Well, you well, I'll take got. either of them because they were both dissing it earlier on. But, uh, I mean, Neil, I mean, on that game itself, because um, you watched it all. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Keep saying that. I don't mean it horribly. Um, I mean, expected goals, 1.64 for Chelsea. 0.09 for Leicester. <laughs> if ever there's anything that sums the game up, that does. It might have
0: been the similar in the FA Cup, but I don't care. Legit, yeah. I don't that's think we created shit. too much opportunities, but it's the who cares? It's football. How many times have we seen a team dominate the other team and the other team just come on and scores a goal out of absolutely nowhere? That's football. XG, I think we get too tied up in statistics and, oh, well, this amount of like goals and assists and blah, blah, blah. And it, this, this is the kind of thing where I don't care about statistics as much. Because if you read the game of statistics, it's really boring. Because it doesn't mm. actually explain There's There's a lot of context that is missed. For example, statistically, Kenan Dewsbury Hall doesn't look that good going forward. But he's great all over the pitch. And he makes some really good tackles, drives with the ball, mentality is really good. However, goals and assists, I think he's only got one. He's only got what, in all competitions? Two or three mm. goals?
2: So three, two, so... two goals and one assist, I think.
0: A couple of... Exactly. So from that, he's a failure. And this is what I don't like about statistics. They can tell you some things about like Madison and Barnes having like Barnes's statistics are really good, but I don't think his performance has actually been up to the level where his statistics are proven. So, yeah, in terms of XG, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, We created again two shots, one on target, one goal. Who cares? We've got a point away at Chelsea. I'll take that.
1: Oh, Oh, we would have taken that at the start. Good evening, Brookline. How are you? Um, I mean coming up coming up uh Neil, we've got Southampton on the weekend uh hosting them. Youngsters out, or do you go for it and try and get eighth? And I mean, I know I know how you're feeling, obviously, towards towards Brendan, but if we finish eighth, let's say we, you know, he plays the full Mm -hmm. team, and it looks like he's going to, because I think it's a bit of a waste of time only giving them one game, but if he plays a strong team, we finish eighth and we got to a European semi-final. With everything that's mm-hmm. gone on this season, it's not been a bad season when you look at it like that, has it? I think so, yeah. But considering the what we've conceded
0: in the certain points, yeah, for sure, I think it's been... The, again, it's kind of masking over and also it's realised how bad some of the other teams have been this season, that we're in eighth position. We're on zero goal difference at the moment. Um, again, it's the, that gap between... I was in 14th. It's not really that much. But again, an eighth position would be great in terms of the money. It would be a really, it would be a considering the season we've had, it would be a great result. Um, We've had certain players come through in that. I'd expect Brennan to make some changes from what he made today. I think give like Ricardo was on the bench, give him a bit of a run out, give James Justin, I don't know why he wasn't on the bench, but hopefully he's just saving him for the um, Southampton game. Make a few little changes and then but try and play the same team um, that and and try and play players that are going to be here next season. So, for yeah. example, with Tillemans, we probably know he's on his way out. Let's be honest. Him playing mm-hmm. today and not playing that game, I know was injured, but it gives us a glimpse into Leicester City without Tillemans. They are going to get a central midfielder in, um, and hopefully, again, we're going to we're going to see this team improve. But yeah, coming into to um, Southampton's game, I think it's just these few little changes that we're going to make. Certain positions, Luke Thomas, maybe takes a bit of a, dr- a drop out and bring James Justin in on that left um, maybe change the formation slightly I don't think there's any point in playing three at the back against Southampton 4-2-3-1 how, how Brendan likes it bring Adam O'Luckman in who had a bit of a break today and then yeah see what happens I'm not expecting him to play the, the most expansive brand of football but just put be competitive
1: and mm-hmm. I'm happy Dan I mean we're talking there about Leicester making changes in, in, in the summer Um for Burnley's point of view, whether it is in this division or whether it's in the lower division, the major surgery is needed, isn't it, at Burnley? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, you,
3: I've said to you off camera and on camera, to be honest with you, I've said that we if we go down, we'll lose key players. And rightly so but it, it's the ram- it's the ramifications that come with everything it's the it, it's the fact that we we've got a huge debt that we'd have to pay off straight up front, and we'd need to pay that off if we get relegated we don't really have to pay that back if we're still in the Premier League up until twenty twenty five so I wanna you
1: know,
3: ask you this for, though, Dan. It does it, to answer your question, Chris, it does, it needs, it needs massively changing. Yeah. We need we need to be we need a younger squad and to be more forward thinking instead of just a head tennis team.
1: We had a chat the other day, we did a relegation special, and I meant to ask you this on that, and I don't know, I don't think I did, so I'm gonna ask it now. Um Alan Pace is coming. I, what I don't get is you've said to me, like, oh, Alan Pace is going to try and go out and get this investment, blah, blah, blah. Has this guy not come in with money? Is he not coming and he can do this on his own? Or does he, you know, has he come in and, well, I've only got a little bit of money. I need to go out and get some more if we're going to do anything. He's coming
3: with a bit of money. But I think he came in at a bad time. You know, he came in uh, in January. It was the middle of COVID. And you're buying a club at that point and you're sort of having to deal with everything that's going on around the club. You know, people losing their jobs. It's, you know, the infrastructure of the club and stuff. You've got a big major overhaul happening behind the scenes. And then you've got all these people are just like, right, well, this is getting changed. That's getting changed. And it's stuff that you don't just see on the pitch. That's, that's why I try to be a real a, a bit of a realist with certain fans because they say, well, it's them players out on the pitch. Yeah, but it's also those people's livelihoods off the pitch that are changing as well. You know, we get relegated. That's, that's two or three cleaners that are sat. That's kitchen staff that are being gone because we're going to have to dwindle down the numbers. Mm. You know, this guy does have money, but don't get me wrong. He's trying to, as we've seen with a lot of the American owners, they try to come to these clubs and build them as a brand, yeah. And I think that's what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to get investment from these foreign countries because it's moneying at the it's moneying at the turf, but it's it's the namesake getting out to these different areas, and um, hopefully, in in a in a sense, what he's hoping for is a nice collective return of a new set of fan base or you know, uh, some sort of links with other countries. I know he's he's already said he's looking at buying a second football club. A bit like how Leicester have got stuff. You know, when you had, when you loaned uh, George Hurst out and then sort of, or bought him Northern. for your, for the other club and then re-signing re-sign for Leicester. I mean, we're looking to sort of do something like that. Mm. So... No, it, it, it when favour, you've,
1: got, you've got other... Um you know, he was looking for other investment, you know. But Brad, I know you've got to go, so I'm going to uh, just come to you with this question. Um Who's going to win the league, and who's going to go down? We won't bother with Europe. Uh, <laughs> we could be here all night.
2: And I, I know Man City faltered against West Ham, and it's something I said they wouldn't do, but Liverpool nearly faltered against Southampton, so... I still think it's I still think it's Man City's. I know they don't normally handle last day pressure that well, but I just see them getting over the line one way or another. And in terms of going down, it's in it is in Burnley's hands, and you can't look past it being leads that go down. I kind of hope they do because I don't like their new manager. I didn't like Bielsa as much because of his arrogance, footballing style of playing one way his way or the highway that could cost him his job. But this guy's just naff, and he's just proving that you don't go to soccer coaches to keep you in the Premier League so yeah I think Leeds are going down Brilliant
1: right, mate well thanks very much I know you've got to go for your reasons thanks for coming on mate um,
3: Cheers buddy, appreciate thanks for watching it thanks off and well. Take it easy Brad
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did a service I did, I, did have, I did have something on my screen when I was recording so I did keep an eye on the second half I didn't completely I, I said, abandon I my said team. To Neil, right,
1: Did you watch the second half? I can
2: talk to you about the second half <laughs> Right <laughs> to be fair, Brad, You didn't yeah. much
0: miss much from a Leicester perspective
2: I've heard. I've told. I've heard, mate. And what I was able to gather from it, I heard of him. This much or less effective. I was hoping it was all psychological. What I was hoping is Lester going go and score about four or five goals. So i would have to, to watch the highlights to, to give an opinion on it. But it didn't happen. But cheers on, was on Chris. And Take good care. Chance, thanks so much, mate. See you later,
1: mate. See you well. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, Neil. We, like I said before, we touched on you know eighth or ninth, and a European semi-final isn't bad what positives looking at the whole season I mean are you still saying now um you want Brendan out or I'm saying he a just bit longer so for me it's the thing is
0: he just needs to fix what he what he needs to, so for example we need to make sure that we're a, getting the the, the plays we need in we need to get the tactics right and we need to get the recruitment right these three things he's had a big part of and one of the things that I've had I've complained about, especially when we lose, is he's gone, we haven't got the profile of player to defend corners. And I'm going, Brennan, you've been here for four years. It's not like a Thomas Tuchel situation or yeah. you've had enough time to bring in the profile that you've wanted. So I don't think that's an excuse. Now that we've got again, I don't know if this new guy from Southampton's gonna play out his probation period, but we can't be doing a Vestergaard, a Bertrand. We can't do this again. We can't get in these players. Um because we can't afford them. A, B, we have to shrink the sw- squad, and C, um, we need to make sure that we're getting the. We have a good scouting system, Brendan. Don't override the scouting system. We have a good one. Do not override it because we've seen what's happened recently. Um, oh, if, if we talk about a rebuild, these are two players. I know they just coming last year that could go out, in my opinion, because they aren't they aren't doing what they need, and if they're no. if they're taking up wages of some people. Or even spaces for the
1: under twenty threes.
0: I'd rather have them in.
1: I know. I I agree one hundred percent, mate. I mean, Ryan Bertrand for me was um, I thought going to be the signing of the season because I thought we've lost Christian Fuchs Mm -hmm. and he's coming in in that same position. He's got the experience um, and he's been on the sick table more than you know most of the season. Now my question is though, is that his fault? Or is that the training for you know the the method of training because there's so many players have picked up injuries that haven't been you know got on the pitch? Um, Vestergaard, in fairness to Vestergaard, he's not, I'm not his biggest fan, but you know, he's coming to an unsettled back four, three, five, whatever it is. And it was a case of we played what formation we had players fit to you know to fill and um. I was listening to talk sport the other day and I know don't 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 shoot Uh-oh. me down <laughs> I am illegally obliged to have to because I do go on occasionally um, bad move
3: Chris bad move
1: <laughs> and, and I did I know that they're, they're sort of they're designed to be controversial this is a never never complain about the fact that they hate your team they hate your team because they want you to ring up and tell them why they shouldn't do um, but they were actually saying um, that we'd got two very good defenders from Southampton.
0: Mm, they, they maybe were. I don't think they've showed it so far. I don't think that what they've done and what and what they've mm. proven and what was more important is that Yannick Vestigal was a panic buy, um, but also that these two players. So the couple at one point, a the Brendan Rogers overrid the scouting system, and we've known that the scouting system at Leicester City is great. So we need to make sure that we take that off him almost, and go look. We're going to get who we want in. I think and I hope- think they've
1: already addressed that, haven't they? And yeah, they have taken Hopefully-
0: that back. Yes. O- only time will tell this summer, but yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they've sorted that out. And B, it shows you as well that this old narrative that Premier League proven isn't always right. It has worked um in the past. I mean the past two players, well, the two players actually that that really worked, three players have all come from the championship. James Madison came from the championship. Um Hull was relegated with Maguire, and um Johnny Evans was relegated at the time. Ozzy Perez was another Premier League got from Premier League player, didn't work out. So again, I thought all... we'd a
1: whole show there and not mention the p-word. <laughs> well, it's, it's just it's just being it's just being honest because
0: people like no, to I mention know. Premier League proven get a Premier League player, and I do think there are Premier League players that we can go and get. However, the way that we thrive is not in the Premier League. The way that we thrive is and there's some qu- Chris, you've watched the Championship. There's some real quality in the Championship yeah. oh, yeah. play, in people back. playing at great levels. Um, if Forest do don't some come up with a
1: couple there that I wouldn't mind, you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> even at forest. But
0: yeah. even a forest has been some great players. Like Johnson yeah. would be fantastic for us. Exactly,
1: exactly. And just taking up a point there, though, what you were saying about you know it's not always good to take Premier League players. And um Dan might wince at me here, but I'm I'm a big fan of Tarkovsky. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that Evans. I'm not saying he's past it, not at all. But when he's injured, he's of an age now where he's going to take a lot longer to get fit. That's the same with Jamie Vardy. And we have, if he, when he is unfit, we've seen this season we haven't got that experienced centre back to sit in that back line and boss, you know, tell them what and, and keep them in line. No pun intended. For me, Tarkovsky is that person, you know. Um, I'm trying to think who it was last season that was available um, on a free. Um, and we didn't. It was, it was somebody that was experienced, I think, from Chelsea. But, uh, but I mean, what, what would your thoughts be on? I mean, I know Dan, when we've talked about it in the past, thinks he would be a good buy for Leicester. but And I do as well. And I think he would give us that stability and experience. From what I've read as well, I think Newcastle
0: are interested, and also Aston Villa. So there's mm. quite a few clubs after him because of the price and what he gives us. I think he's a player that, for example, if we're looking to build a team around certain players, he could be a player. I think his injury record's quite good, as in quite good. He's not injured a lot as well. So I yeah. think we discussed it last time. He's a good player and I think he would improve Leicester um, going forward. I think he plays, does he play on the left or does he play on the right, Dan? Uh The
3: right side of defence.
0: Okay, you see the issue is he would take the position. So I think he'd play it probably through the middle if he plays in the back three, and with Fafan as a right-footed. So, so today, for example, he couldn't slot in on the left-hand side. At uh, the back three, I don't think it would work. Um But yeah, I think he could do business for us. Again, I'm, I'm I'm not saying all Premier League players doesn't work. That was one that we've been I think for quite a while. I think. He was, from what we've heard as well, he was interested in the in the move to Leicester. We just didn't want to pay the forty million that um, that that Burnley were saying, but he was interested in the move and interested in the project as well. So, yeah, I think he could be, but it's not just it's not just plain sailing for Leicester again. There's a couple of big teams, and with Newcastle coming and the money that they've got to spend, it's going to be quite hard for Leicester City to try and compete and try and steer him towards us. Um, considering mm-hmm. the money that he could be on, he's 29. It's not past his prime, but he's probably thinking, right? How many years have got left? How many years of this can I get out? How many? How much more money can I get out of this? So, for me, if I was him from a neutral perspective, Newcastle would be the place that I would want to go. But
3: I still love him at Leicester. But do you? Think- I think you'll get him. I I personally really? think you'll get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's not. It's so easy to just go to Newcastle and expect it to work. But with you guys, you've got that history of of making it work, yeah. and you know you you've you've laid a foundation where Newcastle of what rode their luck by spending a bit of money and bringing some signings in. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruno Gomares has been has been decent. So was Maxwell Coney when he first started. Next season, Bruno Bruno Gomares could drop off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and another another thing to talk about, obviously he's, he's a free agent in the summer. So, you know, it doesn't affect any any costs, really, in terms of transfer fee. Um, it could have been the easiest thing for him to to basically not play in Claret and Blue again, you know, mm. after his recent injury. And he actually turned around to Matt Jackson and said, I need to be involved in this game. I want to be involved in this game. I, I will be there for the cause. So he's rushed back, risking further injury to himself to help try us keep us up. If anything, that just goes to show the, uh, you know, the, the, the yeah, the character of the guy, and um, it, for that, uh, it commands the utmost respect.
1: I just think, to be honest with you, if you're uh, Tarkovsky, um, so let let's say we're saving twenty million. Let's say, for example, on transfer fee. So that you know, we can use that towards his wages. He's going to look to move to Newcastle and go. Yeah, they they can outbid and they can pay me thousands. But how long am I going to have a, 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 a be able to play at you know mm. Newcastle? Once they make that next step up, they're going to be wanting to go out and buy Barcelona players. They're going to be wanting to go out and play with you know. And I like, what's going to happen to me then? It's like Chris Wood. You know, he was bought this season. He's going to get a nice wage for a little bit, isn't he, Dan? But in, in oh, yeah, he'll be off in the summer. Yeah, he'll be off in the summer. Well, oh, he'll be in the B team or whatever it is, you know. So I do feel on that, Neil. I'm going to let you go because I've got another guest to, to come in. Thank you so much for for coming in. Um, man, pick a man of the match if you can tonight. Oh,
0: I know, I know.
1: I'm sorry. I, uh...
0: Threw that one on me, didn't you? That's not well, a let hospital. Let me tell fact. you.
1: Let me help you. That, in fairness, it was I've a bit. Uh, I, that was more for my amusement, probably. But uh, Alan, who actually does my man of the match and rates the team and what have you, um, he he is he, at the match. He goes to all the matches, so he sees the whole the whole picture. You know, mm-hmm. the, what we see on the telly. Now he's given uh, the man of the match to Fafana um which i yeah i kind of i kind of get that he's given the team a rating of seven and the manager a rating of eight hmm i think the
0: manager gets a seven from me um so i'm there about there i think my man of the match i'm going to go for somebody slightly different i'm going to go for casper Michael for the saves that he made keeping us in the game um Mm final was decent. Madison could have done. I think KDH was good as well, but I'm going to go for Schmeichel for my man of the match.
1: You know what, before the match, <laughs> me and uh, me and Josh were talking on the watch-along, saying like, oh, should Schmeichel go this summer? He's been linked with Newcastle, he's in he's in contract talks, and uh, I said, yeah, and his distribution's not always that good, and he's kept us in games, but you've got to look at the And he had a fucking perfect game. I mean, yeah. like, I'm going to have to diss him every game, you know. But uh, maybe you should try I- that, Mike, with Man United.
0: If, if it helps, I did the same thing with a Chelsea fan. I went, um, Marcus Alonso terrible. And then he scores. And I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs>
1: the, the classic was, before we had YouTube channels, um, I was doing, I was watching it on the telly and just typing it onto Facebook, or I think it was. And I put a, a, a comment that Jeff Slup had been brought on And he'd been absolutely rubbish for about 10 minutes. And I basically said, what the fuck is this guy doing playing in a blue shirt? He's rubbish. And I had not taken my finger off the send button and he scored. (laughs) I was totally like, okay, there we go. Neil, thanks very much, mate, for coming on. Make sure it's on the 90 um, LCFC channel. Fabulous channel. Get over there. Give him some support. A big friend of the of this channel and on Twitter as well. Even and though give he's, a he's, like and know, subscribe
0: he's... to Turf House and all these other people as well. And, and Chris as well. So thanks for having me on, Chris. Appreciate Good, it. You guys
1: Take care. Stay safe, buddy. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Mike, you are neutral. You've you yes. never got a horse in this race. Um... Well, I have. We're, 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 we're fighting to not be in the Conference League. Well, Don't just yes, yeah, yeah. Um, not in tonight's race, I should say. There, oh, yeah. maybe. Um, what did you make of the results tonight?
4: Um, Chelsea, Leicester, obviously dead rubber game. Nothing really to to fight for in terms of do or die. Everton staying up, so pushes them out of it. And that result for Burnie, again, you could say, is away from home. So the fact that they've got a point there puts it in their hands. Um, I'm sure Dan would. Fancy going into the final day with Leeds being away and then being at home. Um Just hopefully Brentford. Oh, that's VAR summed up in it. Checking club yeah. badge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or history. Let checking. it
1: go, Dan. Let it
4: go. <laughs> Look, to be fair, Chris, they got absolutely robbed in that Spurs game. Uh, I I feel for you, Dan. That game. I actually watched that game. I don't normally watch. Many Burnley games, um, with the the stereotype of Burnley games, but yeah, I felt sorry for you with that um, penalty. Never a penalty, in my opinion, but um, I haven't seen the Matthew Lowe and red card. I'm not too sure if it is, but I've seen both of the goals. The Deer goal is poor. Um, I think there's got to be tighter. As, as soon as you know, I asked to come on. I went on the YouTube and watched the highlights. Um, so I'm going to give a compliment a comp- What's it called? Compilation. Review, but no, your goal looked like it was, you know, worked well. Their goal maybe could have done a little bit better. Um, But it's now on to a massive game on Sunday. Um, Obviously, you've got the the home advantage against Newcastle. Leeds travel to Brentford. I think you're, I'm not sure what the exact figures are, but I think you've got a massive advantage in goal difference compared to them, I believe. 20, 20, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so basically, Leeds have to better your result. You know, a draw for both you stay up. You know, anything other than Leeds bettering your result and and you stay in the the division.
1: Look, I mean, Dan, I I can't work it out to be honest with you because you know I I said at one point that nah, Everton aren't going to get drawn down into. Oh no, Everton are going to go down and they've stayed up. I said Leeds aren't going to be drawn into this fight, and they have been. And I said, at one point, Burnley looked like they're going to stay up because they're fighting for it. And, I mean, what the fuck is going on down there? Honestly, that the harder you make of yourself, the more tickets you sell for the weekend. Did, did you yeah. see
4: Everton's pitch invasion, though, guys? Oh, my yeah. God.
3: Yeah. yeah, I just want to say something as well. Everton fans, you should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. Um, storm, storming the pitch, I understand you've come from 2-0 down. To win 3-2, oh, yeah. that yes. I understand. But yeah. I'm not being funny. If you're going to go over to Patrick Vieira, start slapping his bald head, antagonising him, and not expecting him to turn around and push you away, and, and you know, react, you're a fucking disgrace to your fan base. I'm sorry,
4: but you really, really are. The same, that, the, the same just happened
3: yes. in the game the that sa- The same watching. that happened in the Championship as well, We mm-hmm. uh, Billy Sharp. I think it's disgusting. I think f- it, it, it's... It's nice that security go. You know what? Okay, you've had a big moment happening in a game. You can celebrate with the players on the pitch. There is no need to be an absolute
4: arsehole with these other people mm. that are just well, we ready to walk
3: players. off the pitch.
4: We saw it in the linesman in the Huddlesfield game. He ran off, didn't he? Because he knew there was going to be a pitch invasion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, and I mean, there's two things here with that. Is that a? I don't have a problem with people invading the pitch after the final whistle. Hmm. I get that. Players, once that whistle goes, let's be honest with you, they're probably fitter than ninety nine point nine percent of the fans there. They, they can run and get off the pitch. Uh, or, uh, you know, the stewards should be there to form a... because stewards can't stop people coming on. If I was a steward and I've been a steward, I know at Paul Town it's not the same, but I'm not going to stop someone in case they've got a knife. You know, we, 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 yeah. you know, we were told even there, like you speak well, they- to them, but if they get aggressive, you don't stop them. Uh, but to come on before the game has finished, all you're doing is playing into into um, uh, who are they playing Alice. Palace's hands because you're letting the players have a rest and what have you. On the end, that's fine. And I'll tell you something: th- th- they fans will be the first to moan if they put um, you know netting up again and wire fencings? Oh, oh, the, the thing is,
3: Everton fans in recent weeks have been going round the streets of Liverpool, ripping Liverpool flags out of people's windows, breaking their windows because they've got a Liverpool flag hanging out of it. When there's also another team in Liverpool fighting for a, you know, in a title race, you've got... Oh, cool. y- yeah, you've got you've got Everton letting fucking fireworks off outside hotels. Yeah. Uh, you, if anything, they're embarrassing themselves. They're it's embarrassing funny. themselves. And the only reason they've stayed up is for some arsehole tying himself with flaming what is it cable tires which should only be used in the bedroom right or or for or make for a note, other... make a note mate that might come in handy. Yeah. Come on Chris come on Mike you know you're fanny come on you should know about this <laughs> oh god that's a... you can't say that now
1: mate without uh <laughs> you gotta be careful what you say. But <laughs> couldn't you I mean first of all two I mean again two points on that. I didn't know until recently. I mean, Liverpool were booing the national anthem in the... Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt sorry for Liverpool uh, when they played Man United and they had the minute silence. Man United fans were... Was it not Man United? Was it Man, Man United? They played? Man City, sorry. Uh, I know I knew it was what, some northern scum, but Man City really. <laughs> were booing. And I felt sorry for them. But then they go and they apparently they boo the um, national anthem and apparently it's okay Dan, to do I that. I said
4: night I, they I do said it. they said the scouts not English, but yes, they want to be in our English FA Cup and our English League Cup. So oh. and
1: they want to claim English doll because ninety percent of them don't work. I'm joking <laughs> there. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> but, you know, and you can only make so much. You can only make so much money. From selling tires that you pinched off people's cars at traffic lights, but you know, let's not let not go too far down the stereotypical. That's just a great goal by Madison. I'm just watching it again, but yeah, I've seen it.
4: Yeah, fantastic. But, you know,
1: I, I just I'm sorry if you boo the national anthem, then fuck off. And you know, I, I just you know not holding back. <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact that we're just saying that Liverpool, whether you're Everton, liver uh, or Liverpool, you just get, you know, you just let, you know, you, we see your true colours. James has come in. James, um, how are you doing? You've just missed uh, Dan having a go at Everton fans for invading the pitch, etc. I don't know if you've got, uh, if you want to come on, if you've got a cam, then you want to come on and defend the Everton fans. However, I James, think... I didn't say it was all
3: fans. I didn't no, say it was he, he all he fans. Did,
1: no, he didn't. In fairness, he just said 99. it was. It was. 9%. It's the, it's the <laughs> one or
3: two knobheads that are running on and antagonising opposition managers. And as as Mark alluded to as well, you know, we saw it in the Championship game.
1: Even tonight,
4: just tonight with um, Man uh, Swindon against. It's stuff Bay. like that is win it. It's stuff like that that completely ruins. Such
3: a such a really good moment for the rest of the fan base because you're yeah. out there celebrating. You've you've just got safety in the Premier League, and that arsehole doing that has ruined it for that fan base in a nutshell. And so, I know what you mean tonight. I think Port Vale,
4: what the Port Vale fans attacked yeah. a former player, didn't they? so Basically, Harry McCurdy is a bit of a pantomime villain. Basically, every time he leaves a club and plays against them with his former club, he, you know, goes over to them before a game. He'll do a lap of honour and just go like that in front of them, like before every game against a former club. He missed his penalty in the shootout tonight. And then when the Port Vale fans went onto the pitch, one of them swung a punch at him to his cheek. And then then he just turned around, McCurdy, and clapped at him like that and walked off with the words around him. I I want to say, if, you know, the,
1: the, the fans are asking... For safe standing areas, and they're asking them to sort of go back to foot, and, and I can understand why they want to go back to that uh, thing. I, you know, those of us a certain age do remember the pre seat t- in time. I also remember, or you know, all the wire, you know, fencing and what have you between us and uh, the other fans, and us and the pitch. Uh, now we don't want another another Hillsborough, and we know that that sort of did, you know, make that whole situation worse. But then what what can you say we shouldn't have fences up? But when that happens, you know, if you know the I, I you know after that I'd say, yeah, let's put fences up. You know, or maybe sorry, we should Chris. just have fences sorry, up Chris. When, I'm uh, just Liverpool I'm just reading Everton... one second, sorry. Or well, you know, we should have fences up just when Liverpool or Everton come to town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'll know.
4: I'd be happy with
3: that. Yes. Sorry, Dan. There's nothing there's nothing better than reading Burnley Twitter after a defeat, which is quite often this season. I've been reading that. But um somebody said I've studied the footage of the penalty given against us at Tottenham and the one not given for us against Spurs, and there is only one difference that stands out by a mile: the badge on the fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean <laughs> it is it, it's, it's never going to be it's never going to be resolved i mean we we used to sort of we used to, we used to blame the refs and then we used to blame the um um uh, dogs in good evening dog and um, what's this about you lot booing the national anthem i had respect for liverpool fans but if that's true i don't um james mm. i sit in the top balcony the top stand i got the balcony Oh my God, I didn't know that Everton football club was that posh that they have balconies. Do you have, do you have sun lounges out on there as well, James? That'd be very nice. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> in right, Liverpool. They'll get sun in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I sit in the top bal- uh, balcony on the top stand. I got a good view of the pitch invasion, got a photo of my phone. Hiya, uh, Luca. How the devil are you? Um, yeah, Dan. Dog, let us know. Let us know if if that if that is something that you do because hmm, I don't. uh, I know it's not all the fans. I know it's not all the fans at all. Uh, Every every club has them, including the three clubs that uh, are sat here. Um, We're going to sort of start to round it up now because we've been on an hour. Um, Just just yeah, it was at the uh, FA Cup final, apparently, wasn't it, guys? Where Liverpool fans were booing the national anthem, I believe. They say this. it's
4: not English, so they booed it
1: um, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the day, every fan every club has got its fair share of idiots let's be honest with you yeah it I, has. yeah i i I can remember um I think it was that it was during the great escape season, and everybody around me was, just, oh yes if, if we score I'm going to invade the pitch if we score we're going to go on the pitch and They said, "Like, please don't." And they even said at the end because I think we were. Oh no, it was the championship. We were in the championship, and they wanted to present the the team. Wanted to do a a a a bit, you know, walk around the pitch and say thank you. We've got promoted. There we go. In a minute,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, it said, like, you know, we're going to go for a walk around the pitch, and because everybody invaded the pitch, they never did it. You know, because so we didn't see the players coming around and thanking us, but. Like I say, every every club has it. Yeah. When, days,
4: we stayed, when we stayed up in League Two, um, they said if anyone does I can not remember the they didn't say invade, but it was like in in, in Roach or something onto the pitch, then they
3: won't be a yeah. yeah, to and
1: onto the pitch. Yeah. Roach we are things like that. that you sort of you get if you're dirty and everything <laughs> in foreign countries.
4: Mm. We stayed up, pitch invaded, everyone got off the pitch or <laughs> Is, I'm downstairs. There's there's no prison area. Yeah, Down, oh,
1: I'm not downstairs, that downstairs. Did, did that you stands stands for, for D-Wing. Do a pitch invasion? <laughs> hmm. Did did you have enough fans to have a pitch invasion, or was it a penalty area invasion? You did. No, to be <laughs> fair, it was eight and a half thousand on that day. I jest, mate. I jest. You know that. You know yes. that. But that. Uh I know, and and uh, yeah, I do. I do get that fans want to go on, and you know I think, like with with us, we could have they could have just waited until the fan the players had done the walk round, then gone on. I just don't get why they did it before the end of the game. I really, really didn't. There is a precedent for that because one, I mean, I'm going back to the seventies, but Leicester got promoted from the Champions League. I think we'd, I think in that we were actually playing Burnley that day. We got a nil nil. I think Fulham were playing Derby possibly, and I think Fulham were winning. So Derby invaded the pitch, or, or one way round, something like that. Anyway, the, the the ref blew the whistle with three minutes to go because of the pitch invasion, and um, nobody knew what was going to happen for a couple of weeks while they looked into it. Anyway, they they eventually said no, the result stands, unless they got promoted. So it doesn't always work for you if you invade the pitch, you know, but. Uh, mm. Mike let's ask you this then quickly before we go See, so, as a Man United fan um, what what are you <laughs> going to get this season are you going to get you're not going to get Champions League are you going to get, get Europa know. or are you going to end up in the all conference Um, I think if we get in the Europa
4: it'll be due to West Ham dropping points against Brighton to be honest I don't yeah. think it'll be too, but then again Ten Hag's going to be in attendance at Sellers Park on Sunday so He's already flown over to to Yeah, I flown back today, yeah. yeah. There. No, I, no, I'm going to say Europa League, yeah. I reckon we'll end the season on a bit of a high. And I think Palace may be a bit down with what happened today with obviously losing the game in that style and not just that, but obviously what happened with Vieira, like Dan touched on it, you know, with the fans and stuff, they might be a bit... In the I've sent
3: you the video, Chris, as well. I've sent you, I've sent you the video through Twitter of the Vieira situation.
1: Oh, right, okay, mate. So cool. I think um, you're wrong. Um, yeah, I'm ending now, Nippon. Sorry, I'm just then <laughs> Dan. I mean, it's not a good night for you. Um, although it will be in a minute, as we'll be saying good night. But <laughs> it is it is in your own hands, isn't it? And and that's the thing. I would if I was a you know, I would sooner be a Burnley fan now than a Leeds fan, and for, but from a neutrals' point of view, do you know what? It's a great. This is going to be a great, fantastic weekend. I think there's Chelsea, Watford, and I think Leicester, Southampton are the only two games doesn't that are going to affect. You know. Uh, qualification for something or winning something or relegation. But as I say, I'd sooner be I'd sooner be in your shoes, Dan, than than, than Leeds at the moment.
3: Yeah, I mean the longer the longer I've sat here and thought about it, as I said to you before, before kickoff I'd have took a point. You take away all the shit, the drama, the bullshit that's happened today, I've still got to be happy that it's a point because it is now firmly in our hands. Um it was a game that I said is a must not lose mm. and we haven't lost. So take all the crap away. I've got what I wanted before a ball were kicked. Mm. Yeah. Um so I've got to be happy with it. Brush off all the shit that's happened, move forward, and let's just see. Uh there's a stat here that, that will burn this tenth penalty in the last five Premier League seasons, which was as many as Bruno Fernandez took in twenty twenty to twenty one season. Damn. Off,
1: Dan. I mean, just looking at that game, Dan. <laughs> Sorry,
3: Matt. I just thought I'd throw that
4: one in there. <laughs> oh, I'm to just, like, being happy again, and
1: there you bloody I know you bloody. T- um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan. I mean, Villa seventy-one percent, Burnley twenty-nine percent. Yeah, twenty-two shots for Villa, ten for Burnley, and I'm not going to criticise because we only had t- we only had two. Um, Five hundred and sixteen accurate passes for villa one hundred and fifty five in, in in a way had you got anything from that game and been playing devil's advocate here, you could argue that you wouldn't have deserved it villa
3: didn't really create much they 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 had all the possession in the midfield they they did a they had these efforts and stuff like that but there were nothing concrete in terms of you know shots on goal they were all. You no, know, we had a we had a couple of scares, et cetera, but nothing nothing major. It, it, it's mm. sort of what what we saw from Leicester a couple of weeks ago, where they were they were getting forward, they were getting efforts, but they weren't they weren't big chances as we kept calling them.
1: Yeah.
3: So, you know, it it, it was one of those games where you look back at it and you think the stats make it look like Villa should have won this game three or four nil. Mm. Yeah. But when you look at it, and everything that went against you, and everything else today, were but we all know Burnley's one of those teams that don't have much possession anyway, and still managed to grind the game out. So
1: yeah, I mean, in in fairness, um, you know, had Leicester say one two one, we wouldn't have deserved that at all. Chelsea were all over us to be to be honest, and um, they stopped us playing. Like I say, their goalkeeper could have been up for a picnic. Uh, James is off. Cheers, James. Thanks very much for popping on. Um,
3: Congratulations and, on staying up again, James.
1: Yeah, well done, James. Yeah. My God, that hurt. Didn't it for you? <laughs> oh. I'm just trying to look. The guy that attacked Billy Sharp has been 24. sent to jail for 24 weeks. Embarrassing. You know. Um, guys, thank you. It's going to be an exciting day on... Um, Sunday, Sunday. I know Dan is doing a live watch along um, on At Turf Moorhouse TV um, uh, If you are a Burnley or a Leeds fan He'll be concentrating on those two games I've got and I've got a Leeds fan coming on Chris as well So it's going to be very, yes, you very have, interesting you indeed. Yeah, Carl, you've got Carl coming on yeah. Well, yeah. You couldn't, really, you couldn't get a toss about Burnley and Leeds then stay on my channel because we're covering all the league, all the games that have got something involved. Oh, in them.
3: You, you were stealing <laughs> back. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you want to, if you want to see if uh, Man United can end up in the conference, join us. I've got a guy. <laughs> I've got a guy that is going to be. Oh, Doug, Doug, who's. Um, I'm going to give him the last word in a minute. Doug's going to be on watching uh, the Liverpool and Man City matches. We've got an Arsenal fan looking at the the other games and um, we've got uh, uh, Pidge, a Watford fan, that's going to be watching the relegation zone. Last question very quickly, Mike. Man United fan, who do you want to win the Premier League? City. Thank God. (laughs) OK, that was short and sweet.
4: Um, Simple as that.
1: Nope, that's so, fair. No, 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 that's fair enough. I, I asked the question. And the last word is going to go to Doug here. Um, what did the drummer call his twin sisters? Anna one, Anna two.
4: I like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I like that.
1: There's, there is literally, you've left me nowhere to go, Doug. You haven't at all. Tomorrow night going to be interesting, Chris, for Premier League Prediction Show with him being on. Oh God, yes, yeah. Get your joke books out, guys. Guys, thank you very much for coming Talk on. Up on the coffee as well. <laughs> Bad luck, Dan. I'm sorry that uh, you didn't ah, quite right. manage to do it. Uh, but you, but just think, you're making all the neutrals very happy for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, Mike, just you know, just check out where your team might be playing next season. You could be sort of in Moldova oh, or Kazakhstan. Or Northern Ireland, or Scotland, all those low, you know, teams that don't, you know, do well in Europe and end up in the bottom uh, bottom stream. Like Leicester, like Leicester before you say it, yes. Or Arsenal. I don't know who I want more, Arsenal or or Man United. No, Arsenal are in the Europa League. Yeah, but I could be either of them. I wouldn't mind either of them in the Conference League. I don't know well, who... Uh, yeah, they can't get in the Conference League, so we'll only be... Right. Oh, I won't mind United in the Conference League then. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for coming on. Take care, and I'll Cheers, we'll speak soon. Nice Take to see you care. again, Mark,
3: online Thank as you. well. Cheers,
1: Dan. I'm, I'm going to let Mike go, because he's on a promise. Good night. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Take care, mate. Cheers, Chris. Thanks a lot. I uh, don't forget. um If you like your darts, if you do like your darts, and as I always say, I don't see the point in them. But if you like your darts, get over to Mike's channel, and uh, it's called Mike Green. He does a lot of dart, uh, a lot of dart shows. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't get darts, but um it's a great channel if you want to watch a bit of darts. And like I say, if you want a lead or a burnley fan do get onto turf morehouse tv this saturday uh well i tell you what have that on your phone and have us on your laptop that'd be fair wouldn't it but now yeah, if you're a leeds or burnley fan get over onto uh turf morehouse tv uh, i think he's starting at five to four on saturday oh no he's not on sunday he'll be doing that and if you just enjoy football Whatever it is top middle or bottom it's soccer sunday final day watch along we will have a Doug will be looking after the final uh the title battle uh anthony will be looking after the fight for europe and pitch will be looking at the scrap for survival guys i was looking at the uh the views we got for the watch along earlier three and a half thousand and that just it doesn't compute it does not compute thank you so much thank you for um Thank you for watching this as well. We've got one more game to go. Join me at 7 o'clock tomorrow. I am being joined by a Southampton fan. Yes, it is the Southampton fan with the weird and wacky shirt. Well, he calls it a Southampton shirt, but it is weird and wacky, if you me. And that's at 7 o'clock tomorrow. And then join us at 3 o'clock when we'll be running down all the games and doing all the predictions for the final day's uh, watch-along. Thanks, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Congratulations to Everton. Bad luck to Burnley. And um, well, well done, Leicester. Let's hope we can stay top ten. Go. Thanks for watching Leicester till I die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.